The epistle is written in the second chapter of the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy, beginning at the uh, eighth verse. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Jesus Christ with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the words of truth. Here endeth the epistle. The Holy Gospel is written in the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the 11th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. And it's a joy to uh, welcome Chris uh, Baxfield, who uh, may be uh, new to some of you, indeed may be new to all of you, who've been a member of our congregation for a little while now and is a, a Wycliffe uh, ordinand and is on placement with us this year. Chris, welcome. Well, good morning. John McRae, who is professor of New Testament and Archaeology at Wheaton College in Illinois, gives a stark description of an ancient Roman prison that would have been similar to the one that held Paul as he wrote his final letter to Timothy. And I'll read out a bit of what he says. Roman imprisonment was preceded by being stripped naked and then flogged a humiliating, painful, and bloody ordeal. The bleeding wounds went untreated. Prisoners sat in painful leg or wrist chains. Mutilated, blood-stained clothing was not replaced, even in the cold of winter. 
In his final imprisonment, Paul asked for a cloak, presumably because of the cold. Most cells were dark, especially the inner cells of a prison, like the one Paul and Silas inhabited in Philippi. Unbearable cold, lack of water, cramped quarters, and the sickening stench from the few toilets made sleeping difficult and waking hours miserable. Prison food, when available, was poor. Most prisoners had to provide their own food from outside sources. Because of the miserable conditions, many prisoners begged for a speedy death. Others simply committed suicide. As we begin to study this passage, then, we mustn't underestimate what Paul means when he says, I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. He's undergoing intense physical suffering. He's under pressure to renounce his faith. And he's in expectation of a cruel death. Yet, what's so remarkable about this passage is that any reference to his chains is immediately contrasted to the chains or to the gospel that cannot be chained. Paul's message to Timothy and to us is very simple. I, Paul, am chained, but Jesus isn't. Paul's writing will soon come to an end, but the word of God will continue to spread. Paul's body will not endure, but Jesus will endure forever. Paul is chained, but Jesus is not. And as we look at verse 8, as we begin our passage, Paul declares who exactly this unchained Jesus is. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Raised from the dead. Jesus has conquered death. Paul, later on in this chapter, refers to those who doubt the resurrection. And he's had to deal with this a number of times, particularly in the end of his first letter to the Corinthians. And the upshot for Paul is that if there's no resurrection, then our faith is in vain. We die and there is no hope. But Paul has confidence in the resurrection. He says, I endure everything in verse 10. It endures everything because of this hope in the resurrection. And indeed, he says, I endure everything for the sake of the elect. My hope in the resurrection allows me to endure this suffering so that I can set an example for others. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Descended from David. Jesus is king. He was put to death even though he deserved a throne. And yet despite being put to death, and even because he was put to death, he's risen to reign over the world and invites us to reign with him. I think Paul's been very clear. Nero reigns over Rome. He has the power to kill Christians. And he has the power to imprison and kill Paul. And yet, 
he doesn't reign in the sense that his reign will come to an end and Jesus' reign will continue forever. Nothing that Nero does will suppress Jesus. Jesus is the risen king who cannot be suppressed and cannot be chained. Paul tells Timothy that he and all Christians can endure because God is not chained. As we look at verses 11 through 13, we read an early Christian proverb, which is for those who face persecution like Paul, possibly Timothy, and who need that encouragement. And it reads, Here is a trustworthy saying, If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. So when we trust in Christ as our eternal king, we receive his eternal life, even though we suffer in this world. When we endure the injustices of this world for the sake of Jesus, the promise of the resurrection means that we will be vindicated in the next as we reign with Jesus. But there are consequences too. If we deny Jesus, if we deny that he is the risen and eternal king, then we have no part in his kingdom. Verse 13 is a bit trickier because it looks like Paul is being a bit inconsistent He says in verse 12, if we disown him, he will disown us. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Tom Wright points out that faithless here does not mean losing faith. So it's not the same as disowning. Rather, it means our inevitable wobbles. We are frail, sinful human beings living in a broken and sinful world. And especially in the face of pressure, we crack. That's the reality. And yet Jesus is always there to offer us encouragement, to draw us back. Jesus is the one who is utterly faithful, as exemplified by his faithfully going to the cross and dying for us. So these are words of consolation. They're words of consolation for the frightened faithful. Jesus always remains our greatest security. Many of us feel chained in a number of ways as we lead our lives in Christ. We experience the pull of sin in a number of ways. Some of us experience being sidelined at work for our faith. Many of us lose heart that the gospel can actually change this country, let alone the world. But we endure and battle to persist in the way of Christ and speak for him, knowing that we are tied to Jesus who cannot be chained. Whatever we feel chained to, Paul reminds us that Jesus is our unchained hope. There's nothing in this world that can separate us, that can pull us away, that can keep us chained away from Jesus. Not death, not sin, not persecution, not fear, not guilt, nothing. Through the Holy Spirit, 
through Scripture and through each other, through the church, Jesus equips us to endure. And when we reach a point where it seems that we can't endure any longer, we give ourselves wholly over to Jesus, being comforted that he is the victorious king who has broken the chains of death and the chains of sin and offers us eternal life. Amen.